Introducing iPhone 14, your connected digital life. Featuring gigapixel tri-lens camera, six-way video chat, home automation, video on-demand platforms, burst, semi-auto, and full automatic firing modes, Apple ammunition store, four-flavor vaporing, also it explodes like a grenade, teach yourself Chinese, what's your dog, it's a vault, it's also a bed, it's also your grandmother's homemade soup, it's also your grandmother, Apple lie detector, adjustable fog horn, haptic feedback dental, power of eternity, two coats of pain, inside is just to I Will Save You From The Future, a podcast about new technology, future trends, and how to stay away from them. I'm joined today by Pat Graciosi. He is a very old friend of mine. Um, say hi. Hello. How's it going? It is, uh, I'm doing really well. How about you? I'm doing real good too. Um, for those uh, listening who don't know who you are, give us the elevator pitch. Okay, I am the co-creator slash voice of the animated education channel called Life Noggin. Life Noggin. Yes. It's awesome. So, do you do anything else? Do you have, like, hobbies, or is it just that? Um, I am very into photography. Um, I like taking photos, and I also make positivity videos on my personal channel, which is signed PG. Nice. Yeah. So you're like a big, you're a big camera person. So when I shared you the list of topics that I had planned out for episodes, one drew your attention, uh, and that was a little box that said, cameras in everything. Yes. I wanted to do as much uh, camera talk as we possibly can. Nice. So this is the topic for you. Like, cameras right, the state of cameras right now is, is... huge like cameras are everywhere and they are kind of ubiquitous with a load of different areas of technology that that maybe a few decades ago they weren't Mm. right where for a very long time since the invention of the camera it was just this kind of single thing that did this this one thing it captured a still frame of an image and you could uh reproduce it and they got better and better and they got higher quality but generally they were like these big clunky things that you had to carry around and they only served one purpose Mm -hmm. now we live in a world where cameras are kind of everywhere you can't escape them they are very small they're very high quality they shoot in a different formats different styles they can take stills they can take video Uh, they're in your phones they're in uh cctv is kind of pretty much everywhere in the developed world you go into buildings you're being kind of photographed you're being recorded on film you stand out in the street you're being filmed you're being recorded um people are using them arguably like way 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 more which is a good thing but also terrifying they're using them to like make bad bad things right mm-hmm. like if you just scroll if you just search instagram for dog it's not it's arguably not a lot of that is not contributing to the sum of of human creative output right i always wondered uh the 
person who took the first selfie, Robert Cornelius. Um, he's a very, very old dude. It was like 1839. Um, yeah. And he was a, I believe he was a chemist and he took, he took the first selfie. Um, and I always wondered if he thought like when he took it or he showed his friends or he was just talking about photography in general, if he was aware or had a thought that it would get as big as it did. I mean, obviously he couldn't imagine like, you know, cameras being inside of a button uh, and being able to spy on people. But when was this again? I think it was 1839. I could be wrong. 1839. And he, and, and it was an actual, it was a selfie. Like he was holding yeah i'm pretty sure i don't know if he took it in a mirror or if he if he just held the camera like up to him okay but it was uh it was pretty like according to it was pretty revolutionary at the time according to historians because uh according to uh them nobody really did that <laughs> no one thought to I guess take at that. this point you could get um photographs taken of you and your family if you wanted to mm-hmm. but no one was just like kind of ca- you know like casually on the dl like pointing them at themselves yeah so he started what he didn't know was going to be a revolution you know i'm sure yeah, he didn't think i don't, I, don't th- I think maybe it took a while to get off the ground as well sure if this is happening in the 1800s right there's maybe like one or two blips on the graph Right. <laughs> for for a hundred years or so. Photography exploded for the sheer fact that you can capture these moments of of joy, of how things were, and families loved it because it was like a little keepsake. Well, we've got to this point where it's pedestrian, it's everyday, like taking a photo of someone is just a, a thing, just a, like an everyday occurrence. Taking a photo of yourself for a lot of people is just normal. And part of that is to do with the proliferation of cameras and their incorporation into other things. Right. Um, the big boom in, in selfie culture, for instance, and in, in kind of social photography, I guess would be the term, has to do with the combination of camera and phone, camera and smartphone. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this topic, like we're kind of touching on... Um, this school of theory called uh, technological convergence, which is the idea that over time certain things combine, certain types of technology combine, certain industries overlap and eventually become conglomerates. And on this kind of smaller scale, different devices start to do similar things, serve similar purposes, and they combine and they turn into one big thing. Mm -hmm. So the smartphone is, is kind of the best example. Just in preparing for this episode, I glanced at the Wikipedia page for technological convergence, and really, right near the top, they have this really useful little photo um, of a multi-tool. <laughs> Bless them. They have this lovely photo of, of like, one of those multi-tools that's, that's like a plier, and then you fold it out, and it's got, like, a little saw and a little screwdriver and a little uh, bottle opener and whatever. <laughs> and it gives us that as, like, an example of a converged tool. It's the perfect, perfect tool. It's a very crappy example of convergence. Well, I saw, I went to this uh, store, and I don't know if you have anything similar um, in the UK, but there's a store here called Gadgets and Gizmos, and it's... Oh, is it one of those, like, is it, like, kind of gadgets for grown-up boys, you know? <laughs> like, shitty Christmas gifts for stay-at-home dads? Yeah, it's 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 the it's the thing, it's the, like, little toys that you get your grandpa for his birthday mm, yeah. when he doesn't need anything. Yeah, we anything. got that, we got those that they're the worst Uh, so i i used to love them when i was like 13 or 14 
14, like I wouldn't, I would hang out in the mall with my friends. Oh, who did it? I would, I would go to these stores. The only reason why I, I even, I guess I'm even fond of these stores is because I wasn't allowed to go in them at that age. Like you had to be a certain age or they would like kick you out. I don't know how they would. Oh yeah. Because, the, because there were the like talking, um, there were the to- talking bottle openers with boobies on them and yeah. stuff at the back of the store. <laughs> there were the like adult socks mm-hmm. that when you pulled them up, the girls uh, took our clothes off. Yeah. And there was this one thing that I saw when I was in there. I th- it was about 16 years old. Uh, I walked into Gadgets and Gizmos and I saw this camera that was, I'm pretty sure it was a boob. I, I, like, I, at least I think so. Or like, it, it, like, it had a camera in it and you squeeze it and you could like take a photo. I didn't think about it at the time, but like, since we're recording this, uh, there's like no need to put a camera in everything. There's absolutely no need to put a camera in that, in a, in a, a presumably like fake rubber boob. But somebody did it. There is an actual, like, serious thing of putting cameras in things that don't need to have cameras in it just for the sake of putting a camera in it. Absolutely. And I mean, everybody's line is kind of different. A lot of people think that they shouldn't even be in phones, but they are. Oh, I have a, we all use I them. have a bone to pick with those people. You have a you. I I believe your your personal Instagram. You you shoot almost all of that on your phone, right? Yeah, all of the photos that I take, uh, I use my phone. I I gave up. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's people who are very into photography who are going to be mad at me, but I I kind of gave up on using DSLR cameras because I didn't like the inconvenience of like carrying around this big bulky thing, mm. and that's part of the reason why a lot of people put cameras in. Any technology that they're doing now is for the convenience of it. Yeah, and I, I think for a lot for a long time it was just like a good selling point. They weren't like f- cameras in phones only very recently got good. They for a long time they were just real bad. Oh yeah, but for some reason they, you would sell more units if your phone had a camera in it. Sure, I had the uh, the Razer phone that was really popular. Um, oh man, the Razer is yeah. the classic. I'm, Razor. I'm really I'm really dating myself here, but. Um, they had like the worst cameras, but um, I remember taking these photos on the Razer phone and going, there's no way it could get better than this. Yeah. You know, at the time I'm like, this is the peak. Those were beautiful times, those halcyon days. <laughs> oh, how mm. I wish I could go back. Camera technology has got smaller, which has helped. So they've got smaller and they've got better. Uh, some phones have two cameras in them now. Did you know that? Like a dual camera? Um... Yeah, some of them have like dual dual uh, lens setups so that they can do like uh, 3D mapping and they can, you know, within the next few generations of phones, they might be able to map your environment. They might be able to like track virtual reality stuff on. That's a whole different discussion. But the fact that we've even graduated to having two cameras in things that don't need cameras in them is absurd. There is technology right now that Google is developing where you can hold your camera up to a like Wi-Fi code on a router mm. and it'll scan it and then automatically just connect to the Wi-Fi. Yeah, you get all kinds of like machine learning possibilities there as well when you've got phones that have cameras in them. But then even like small action cams, things like GoPros. And I know kind of, I know the company GoPro are kind of um, floundering right now. But they are kind of credited with popularizing tiny cameras and and kind of sticking cameras on everything. Stick a camera to a surfboard, you can strap one to a dog, you can put one on your back, on your feet, on your skateboard, on your violin. And this is like normal behavior. Do you think personally that's an issue? 
No. Well, I guess I'm biased, right? Because I mean, we both come from a kind of YouTube background. Sure. Filming everything is part of the job. Right. I want to put a camera on everything and I got to share yeah, all of my Yeah, stick a camera on this. Yeah. Well, haven't I stuck the camera on yet? Wink. But, <laughs> but um, I think it's very unusual in the, given the historical context. Mm-hmm. And kind of convergence doesn't really stop there, right? We've got, we're combining all kinds of other things that we're rolling things up together all the time. So like IT mixed with telecoms and then like telecommunications is kind of, rolled up into consumer electronics and all kinds of um, things that shouldn't connect to the internet do, Mm -hmm. like speakers and hi-fi systems and fridges and microwaves and whatnot. They're all connected and you've got the kind of smart home movement growing out of that, which we've talked about in a previous episode. Mm -hmm. There's no end to what we can combine, seemingly. Your phone is your wallet, for example. Yeah. In a lot of the West now, we've like contactless payment using your phone is becoming everyday. I I hate to romanticize the idea of putting a camera or putting all this technology into one thing because when when we think about it when it, when it's sold to us it's sold to us as convenience it's a solution yeah. to a problem and as humans we love that we eat that up like if uh, if someone's giving you a sales pitch they usually start with like here is what your inconvenience is on a day-to-day basis Here's why we're going to be able to stop that problem from happening. Here's what we're going to do to make sure that you never experience this problem again. But it's it's heightening the problem so much to where you think it was actually a bigger deal than it really was. Yeah, man, like carrying a camera, was that really a problem for you? N- really, honestly? No, not really. It just made my neck no. sore sometimes, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's akin to those guys in department stores who are trying to sell you the all-in-one knife or whatever. Like, do you have trouble skinning tomatoes? It's like, yeah. Like, I got a knife for that. I got a curved knife that'll help you out. And we put a camera in it so you can look at your footage later to improve your technique. (laughs) Exactly. It's, It's the same thing. It's like, you had a, you have a problem. I have a problem. You ha- yeah, you definitely have a problem and I can solve it. Um, when really, like, the problem is how many markets are, do I not dominate yet, says this big tech company. Right. How many How many uh, other industries have I not disrupted? We got cameras. We fucked them up. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's go after banks and credit cards. Yeah. Let's go after uh, music players and CD players and hi-fi systems. Yeah, I remember when the um, the iPod came out. That was revolutionary because it was carrying a bunch of songs that you couldn't normally carry. You know, you were carrying more songs than you possibly could uh, before. Yeah. Which is solving an actual problem of... I have to carry all these CDs around and I just want to carry one thing. So it did eliminate you having to hold all this stuff. So it did eliminate um, an inconvenience. Mm. But the thing that I don't like right now, the trend that I'm seeing is with the Google Home or Amazon's uh, smart tablet thing that they released is the false narrative that these companies have have pushed to us or sold to us that that is somehow going to make your day-to-day experience better when there's already a thing that you own 
that does all of that. Yeah. But now put this, you know, put this extra microphone in your house. Put this extra camera in your house. There's a camera on your TV so you could take photos of yourself. Yeah, the number of redundancies I have in my house, like just in my bedroom alone, is getting a bit ridiculous. I have a smart speaker. I have like a Chromecast connected to my hi-fi when I could just like plug something into my hi-fi. Mm -hmm. I have all these like layers of things that I have to like cast to this and tell it to cast to that and relay it to this and it's running through a, a network extender and so that I can connect these other things doing the doing the kind of job that uh, in the past would have just been done with like an extra couple meters of cable. Yeah, we've removed all the cables from your life and, and that's fine. But now you've got six little doodads <laughs> sitting on your bookshelf that all look a bit like humidifiers. I think the trend right now is trying to eliminate your use of your phone altogether and just have it where you can just say a thing and there is all of this information that will just speak in like a godlike voice to you from whatever room you're in. Oh, definitely. We want to move in that direction as quickly as possible because then the the kind of the voice that's raising your children isn't yours, it's Google's. <laughs> I think, um, you know, I, I see a lot. I, I don't want to be the, I'm sure this is the podcast for it, to be that person who's like, <laughs> you know. That, this is exactly the podcast for the, it. The technology is is bad and everybody is spying on you. I, I, I mean, I'll let you in on a little secret. All of this stuff actually really genuinely excites me. <laughs> wow. But it's not funny. <laughs> to just be excited about it. Sure. <laughs> I think so you just, I play devil's advocate. Just spoiled the whole podcast, man. <laughs> it's okay, I'll cut this out. I'll bleep it out. Um, the, they don't they can't have my secrets. I don't like the I don't like all of this. Uh I, I love technology and I love what it can do, but we're not using it to help anybody. Okay. Like me checking the weather, I can do that on my phone. I, I don't think I need to ask a little doodad that I stick on my countertop what the weather is like. Um, I don't know. So, okay, so my question from me to you is what can we converge? What maybe previously unconverged things can we stick together? Can we duct tape together in our minds that will help people? There are things being developed now um, that aren't for commercial use yet, but there are people developing apps um, where you can use your camera in your phone to try to detect if you have skin cancer or not. Ooh. It'll take photos of the the blemish that you are concerned about, um, and it can determine whether or not you have skin cancer based off of hundreds of really complicated processes, I'm sure, that I, <laughs> I really don't understand. Man, I am, I'm getting serious deja vu because I feel like I talked about this in the previous episode. I shouldn't record these. I record, like, a couple in a day, mm -hmm. and... I think it all bleeds together in my head and I start getting sidetracked. That's so, okay, so RoboDoc, that's RoboDoc, right? And he's like, you're going to send him your picture and you're going to get some feedback back and he's going to be machine learning. That's cool. That's good up to a certain point until he uh, obviously breaks out of his program and, and decides that all life is a disease. Sure. It's like, it's like a RoboCop and he just went through a few more years of school. What else can we combine? Like in the, in the domestic scene are there augmentations we can make to our ovens or to our toasters or to our laundry boxes well there's freaking uh, smart technology in uh, refrigerators now which mm. i don't necessarily understand but i 
Okay, so it's the wrong technology being implemented into these things. And so the way we can do it correctly would be instead of to put a camera on your fridge so you can like scroll through Twitter or like look on the inside of the fridge without opening it, which I guess does save uh, or like conserve energy, which is like cool. Yeah. But also it's just you you don't open your fridge for that long, so it's not that big of a problem. So instead of doing things like that, the technology that I want to see implemented is uh, being able to check that your food is fresh and when it's like yeah. about to go bad. So you should, you know, eat it. See now, so I had this idea a while ago, a couple of years ago, I had this idea for an internet kettle. I actually made a video about it on YouTube. You can search internet kettle and hear my very eloquent description of the product, which I patented. I didn't patent, but I wish I had. Mm -hmm. And it's the idea that you, you could have a, a smart kettle, right? That like syncs up to your Spotify or whatever to your, your smart speaker or your hi-fi system or whatever and it judges based on the volume of the water in your kettle when you stop when you press the switch down and the temperature the ambient temperature of the water it, it estimates how long it's going to take for you to boil that water and then it goes it goes through spotify and it finds a song that is exactly that length oh that's really cool now I think, like, it sounds cool, but I feel also like if you heard that pitch from anyone else, you would you would say that's that's stupid and frivolous. I feel like by your own definition, that's not what we're looking for. Well, sure, until a, a company decides that that's what they want to do, and then they take that idea, and then they morph it into something that's, like, genius and revolutionary. Yeah. So, like, internet kettle, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> um, fr internet fridge that, like, doesn't tell us just, like, basic information about our food, you're doing it wrong. Do you know you can get phone cases that have a phone interface on the back that like bluetooths to your phone so your phone is double-sided that's interesting i guess why why like a lot of i feel like a lot of people get completely sidetracked with convergence and they and they miss the point like you're describing yeah so you're not tackling you're, you're essentially you're asking the wrong question nobody needs your remotely triggered toaster nobody needs a laundry machine that uh reads you bedtime stories nobody needs a, a phillips hue bulb that can sense uh, when you when the weather is different outside and, it, and change the color right i mean there are people actually i guess that last one maybe is good for people with sad but there are actual problems to be and not, not that that's not an actual problem but there there are like real problems facing real people mm. every single day that technology could easily fix right now and i feel like maybe we just get to those things first before we put eight cameras on my phone because i don't necessarily i feel better if you helped people who were starving than if you made it so that i could take an, a, a a 5d photo you know i just yeah i i think that there are priorities but there's no money in it pat there's no money in helping sure. poor homeless hungry people. yeah i mean is this the anti-capitalism podcast because i'm all about it i'm <laughs> very much about <laughs> there's it. no money in it we gotta we gotta come up between us i think we gotta brainstorm a product that might actually have money in it and also help people right because you want to be a you said you wanted to be a cyborg right and yeah you need to get rich in order to do that and so i think what we could do is maybe come up with a revolutionary genius uh, idea that converges all of this technology um, that really helps mm -hmm. people but also makes a lot of money and then you could inevitably steal that and cut me out and there'll be a movie five years later about it it'll be and it'll be fantastic really well shot 
hopefully Oscar nominated. So just throwing, I'm just going to throw words out into the ether, right? Um, phone, emergency, hand, brain. Am I supposed to uh, be scanning this? Uh, help me out here. I'm, I'm brainstorming. I'm like, what can we converge? What can we like smush together? Oh, well, we can take, um, say, your like crippling anxiety and shove it into like a toaster oven. And every time you get anxious, uh, you get a little piece of toast. That might reward you for being anxious. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I like I like the idea of like Pavlovian conditioning of humans that appeals to me uh, there was this um i had this uh, stoner friend in college who uh he, he came into my room one time and he goes like okay pat just hear me out for a second i'm like i i'm i'm hearing you i'm all i'm all here right now okay he's like okay okay they can put something in your mouth like a, a recording device right and it, it but it lets you know that you're gonna you're about to have a cavity or a cavity is coming on right and that's all well and good that's all cool pat i'm totally for people having good mouths <laughs> and I'm, I'm like trying not to laugh like like so much at the, like what he's saying but okay. then he goes but how long is it gonna be until insurance companies say well you've been eating a lot of candy so we're not gonna cover this thing and then I'll go, and then I go like, oh damn, but he's right though. <laughs> Shit, yeah. I think your stoner friend was onto something right there. He's speaking the truth. 420 blaze it. I should not laugh at him because he's like, no, correct. he's entirely correct. First, you get the technology in the mouth, then you use it to jack up the insurance prices. But I think he's onto, I think he's also onto something as well for maybe a convergence of a different technology. Maybe we can get something else inside people's mouths, like the ability to Wink. purify water. Oh, right. So you Shit, son, stick that in your teeth. Sorry, you want to stick shit in the, in your teeth? No, I want to st stick like micro crystal uh, water filters in your teeth. I want to. I want everyone to have a pair of pair of fresh white Brita dentures. Mm. Boom, convergence. And you can actually. So you're you're trying to help people, and I'm just trying to like make sexual innuendos. And I apologize. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's something that Amazon is developing. Uh, I think it's called the Amazon Look or something. Oh, no. Which already... Might as well call it Amazon is watching. <laughs> They're always looking. Welcome to Amazon Always With You. <laughs> it's the Amazon Echo Look. And okay. it is playing off of this selfie culture, uh, which is not a bad thing, I don't think. But it is... Yeah, not inherently a negative thing. It, it's going... Um, we can look at your fashion, what you're wearing right now, we can it's a camera that you like place in your room which already horrible yeah. but it can take a photo of your clothes you can you can do a little pose with it and it'll take a photo it'll recognize what you're wearing uh it'll recommend to you based off of like how many photos it's taken of your wardrobe it'll recommend to you like you should wear this with this or here's something that you can buy on Amazon that would really go with your outfit that you're wearing right now. It'll give it's supposed to give you like fashion tips and also mm. recommendations. But the fact that there is a just a camera being placed in your room that is taking 
photos of you yeah Yeah, amazon is not i don't think turning on the camera like all the time but it does have to be constantly aware of your existence yeah i mean you've also just described like i mean yes there's 100 percent room for that to be hacked and used as a surveillance device and as much as they tell you it's impossible there will always people will find a way of doing something like that but I think you've just described to me also the complete polar opposite of the cancer skin camera thing. Right. That's like the same technology, basically, like standing in front of a connect and asking it whether you've got a disease mm-hmm. and it's sending you useful health advice or standing in front of a connect and saying, hey, do I look preppy enough in this cute skirt and shirt right. combo? I mean, there's room for both. I, I'm not, I want to say, because I'm always trying to be... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, we don't want to shame anyone for enjoying this kind of stuff. No yucking anyone's yums here. Right. But could it be used for good first? It just, it just seems like with the Amazon look, that to me is like just get a friend, <laughs> you know, like just, yeah. just get somebody to look at the thing that you're wearing. You don't need an algorithm telling you what to wear because over time there are going to be people who think that this is normal yeah and what i don't want happening is people going it is okay for an algorithm to judge every single thing that i'm doing it is okay for an algorithm to uh, be installed in my phone look at the thing that i that i am putting on or i am eating and go like okay this is you know this is actually what you should be doing this is good but it could be better sure because somebody is writing that algorithm somebody is is they're not it's not someone's not directly telling you what to do but there is a there is a computer code that is figuring it out and someone had to write that Mm. what i want to become normal is technology being used to help people like the skin disease detector Um, i want that to become standard first but the problem yeah is that you have to have it become normal in the culture with these tools like amazon look um for people to get used to this technology or to trust this technology yeah it's an interesting problem because you have to normalize the the culture and how do you do that without getting it into the mainstream you do it, get it into the mainstream funded by business and sales and advertising right and yeah that's exactly that's exactly the problem. But at least maybe Amazon could, like, maybe if we lobby Amazon hard enough, they can ship it not only with the algorithms for figuring out what, what shirt is cute and what top is going to get you a second date, but also it ships with maybe just a few extra safety features, like, and we don't, they don't have to publicize it. Maybe it's just complete altruism that they ship it privately quietly they also ship it with some software that says like hey by the way there is an assailant behind you in your room (laughs) it can like they can recognize if there are gremlins at your window it can recognize if there's like a fire in the background just things like that you know Mm. that wouldn't be that much extra coding it can scan steve in your room and it could tell you whether or not he's a complete dick maybe yeah maybe like it gives good relationship advice as well if you're searching for date clothes and then you're searching for like skimpy date clothes and then you're searching for like real low-cut dresses to wear on a first date and they're your terms that you're putting into it then maybe it like throws up a red flag about about uh david yeah so it scans it scans dave and it says okay his look kind of sucks but he also has a skin condition 
So maybe just tell him about that before you break up with him. Yeah, he's got a he's got a skin condition. You should really you should really ask him to see a doctor. He's also carrying a picture of his of his current girlfriend that he's cheating on. <laughs> right. With you. Um, we saw that through the because of the because there's four or five cameras in the connect and we can see it all. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, let's take a break and then we'll we'll come back and we'll talk about um, the bad things. Okay. Hey guys, and thank you for listening to episode 8 of I Will Save You From The Future. 8 episodes! Oh, that feels like a lot. Thank you again to everyone who is listening and who is tweeting about this show using the hashtag UCCast, that's I-W-S-Y-Cast. Thank you to everyone in the Facebook group who is posting articles to potential subjects. They're really, really interesting. Thank you for those. If you want to join the Facebook group, go to bingshappyplace.com. That's www.bingshappyplace.com. And as always, if you want to help out the show in another really big way, you can go to iTunes and leave us a review. If you leave us a five-star rating and type a few nice words about our show, it really, really helps out. It helps boost us in the rankings. It helps new people discover UC. It's a really amazing way to help the show. And if you do all that and you still want to go above and beyond, you can get a personal message read out in this section on an upcoming episode by going to hitwithwrench.com forward slash classifieds. In other news, me and the team at Hit With Wrench have been running a Kickstarter this month. For those of you who don't know, I produce music uh, under the name High Five Spaceship. I work with a bunch of different artists around the world and we are gearing up to make our third record. And the campaign is almost over. We hit the goal, but we still have a stretch goal and we still have a lot of incredible perks left to get and a lot of uh, like discounted downloads and licenses and materials for videos. You've got one week left if you want to back it and you want to be one of the first people to hear the demo versions of the tracks that we're working on and get behind the scenes kind of peeks into the process. Or if any of the perks particularly catch your fancy. At time of recording, you have uh, seven days, just over seven days left. So if you're a fan of our music and you want to back, or you want to discover what our music is all about, because there are a lot of free downloads over at the website, you can go to yellowalbum.com. That's yellowalbum.com. That's also the official hashtag, hashtag yellowalbum. Have you noticed how in this episode I can't seem to remember what you call a washing machine? That's strange, very strange. Anyway, I'm gonna let you get back to it. So we're back, we're talking about um, technological convergence, we're talking about the idea of combining different technologies, um, and particularly in the kind of mobile realms, in the automated realms. Um, I'm here with Pat. Hello! Let's brainstorm worst case scenarios. The first thing I want to throw out into the, into the ether is weapons. Convergence with weapons. Convergence with weapons. Like, no one, no one is talking about the possibilities for smartphones and weapons to converge, to combine. What if that was a thing? There is, uh, I guess, great concern over 3D printing mm -hmm. and how that's going to be used to make weapons. Your phone could contain the file to destroy several amounts of people. Why, have the, why carry the files? for like a, a gun or something on your phone when maybe you like 
just like cut out the middleman, have a have a gun that's a phone. Phone gun? Yeah. <laughs> you say it out loud, it sounds absurd. Yeah, most like, of why this... do you have to say it in that way? I mean, most of the stuff when you say it out loud, it sounds absurd. It doesn't it it doesn't make any sense. You know, talking about the Amazon Echo look, you're you you're say it out loud and like it's purpose, and then you're like, yeah, man, mm. you go, but you go like three years down, like not even three years back in the past, you say, oh, there'll be a little robot man who lives in your room and tells you what to wear. Yeah, so right now we're trying to avoid worst case scenario is that your phone turns into a gun. So your phone is a gun. I'm saying like um, <laughs> you go to the gun store, which I guess for you is every store. In oh yes, States. in America you pass. Um, it's a McDonald's, a funeral home. You go, and... to the, you go to the McDonald's drive-through. You get yourself a quarter pounder with cheese and also a gun. Yeah, you kill your best friend Rob, and then you go to his funeral that is right next door. Yeah, and the funerals is like on the way in. You can donate a certain amount and get a gun. Mm-hmm. It's get all a commemorative it's... funeral gun. It's all convenience. America's all about convenience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, what's more convenient than your firearm also being your phone? <laughs> right you can make calls on it and then when like someone tries to snatch your phone bam right sure you can i got you sure you can never go into an airport ever again but well no you put it on airplane mode see and now (laughs) airplane mode takes on a whole new meaning because it's also like putting the safety on right i feel like that is a very uh privileged thing to have for a certain group of of people <laughs> to have your phone as a gun but i'm sure there is a another group of people who think that is fantastic when they're just out and they want to call their loved one but they also want to shoot a bear in the face for no reason <laughs> yeah man like uh, i mean you'd have to do it in states with open carry laws right uh yeah is that what it's called or is that about beer no that's uh that's for that's for guns you can yeah you can open so you need like you need to be in a, a place that allows both i guess both concealed and and open carry yeah but here's the because thing sometimes you're gonna want to put it in your pocket if you own a gun you don't really need to worry about uh anything as far as uh whether or not you're allowed to do it because you know you have a gun yeah so <laughs> you have a gun and maybe like maybe it doesn't even look like a gun right we can like, oh. guns don't guns have typically looked a certain way because of the basic mechanics of like the original whatever the wesson or whatever they i don't know guns um I'm you're good <laughs> like good. They, uh, presumably they are they are like they are the handle and then the the bullet shoot mm-hmm. you know that goes on the top of the handle that's probably <laughs> That's probably designed shoot. a certain way. Like they're designed that way nowadays almost as kind of a hangover, and we've moved past that. You know, maybe we can fit the components of a gun into a smartphone chassis. It's just that no one's ever tried. Mm, so there's a camera in the gun, and yeah. it scans your uh, lover, Dave, okay? And it says, this person is definitely cheating on you. Also, the outfit is awful that he's wearing, and also he might have a skin disease, yeah. Let's shoot him. Yeah, you double tap the um, home button and then you like swipe through the various like levels of severity from like tase all the way up to definitely 100% dead. You have to get the safety on the gun would be you have to get to a certain level of doodle jump before you can pull the trigger. 
<laughs> microtransaction um, gun fuel, otherwise known as bullets. <laughs> I love, I love, you're, you're, come on, you can't be that oblivious to gun terminology. I was blanking on the word ammunition. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the, it's the little, uh, uh, handy dandy handle thing on the gun, you know? The little, uh, you know, the little, the little gun balls. What do they call it? The little gun balls that you put in the bottom and then they come out the top? They, they call it a, a, a triggly wiggly that you gotta pull it? What do they, what do they call it? Yeah, the, the, the button. The finger, the finger pusher. Right. That makes it go bang. <laughs> in the UK, I see like one gun a year. Well, well actually, that, no, that I see one gun every time there's a terrorist attack in London. Right. Well, I was going to say there's, there's probably uh, a lot more happening now or a lot more discussion happening about that now. Mm-hmm. But man, that's a bummer. I don't want to go down that road. Like, your phone has a torch in it, right? What if it also had, like, a little convector heater? What if it could cook things? Sorry, the phone has a torch in it? Like, your phones generally have, like, torches, right? And uh, iPhone nowadays, it's like, it's the same light that the Flash uses. Oh, you're talking about a flashlight. Yeah, flashlight. Sorry, flashlight. I, I know, but I, you I'm went sorry. to like a stick with flames on the end. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I didn't want to make you feel like you're inferior for having different lingo, but I was saying like, I, I'm trying to look at my phone and going like, it, can it be set on fire? Like, what is... <laughs> I mean, it can. Most things can at a certain temperature. Sure, right. My, my stupid American brain was like, oh, so maybe in England there's like a thing where you can set your phone on fire. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a little known thing actually, and like, um, the reason that you've never seen mine is because I can't bring it on flights. But like in the UK, everyone's smartphone is also a lighter. Right, because everyone smokes there, correct? Yes, we all still very much smoke. We haven't got down on the vaping craze. Mm. Actually, that's a lie. We vape everywhere. S- we vape the day away. Smart vape. Smart. Yeah, vape. we've actually like almost one hundred percent got rid of smoking. Like kids don't start doing it anymore. It's Oh my it'll god. Be gone. We it'll get be gone it. really soon. We get it. Your your technology and your culture is better, whatever, man. Yeah, we've got flaming phones. Right. What have you got? Uh, just regular flames. Oh man, like like we're missing a crucial thing right here, which is right under our nose. Vape culture meets smartphone. So it's a smart lighter. I'm saying your vape and your phone and your camera is all one thing. <laughs> You can suck on one end. One end. You can you can hold it up and take a selfie. Maybe the maybe the the suck part like extends on like a bungee cord, so you can like be vaping while you're taking a selfie. Sure. And if you, uh... Ale, you can't see me, but I'm doing the action. I've got like one, two fingers pinched together in front of my mouth, and the other hand up in the air. I'm literally, I'm literally have my mouth on the charger end of my phone. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm like, I'm like doing the motion right now, like trying to light it, like it's a, <laughs> like it's shit, a... man. That's a million dollar idea. No, that is a that is a stupid idea. What if it sends you, what if it sends a, a tweet every time you vape, letting know, uh, letting everybody yeah, know man. that they should unfollow you. It lets you know the time that you vaped, <laughs> the the um the flavor of vape juice, sure that you inhaled, um and a link to all of your followers that will let them unfollow you. Yeah, and it so it lets you know, yeah, it lets you know the flavor. It lets you know that you're vaping, and it also then gives you recommendations uh, to do anything else mm. besides that. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. So we got, we've got gun phone. We've got vape phone. 
Um, we've got lighter phone, all great ideas, um, and all devastatingly bad in the wrong hands. Sure. They're like, they're like, they're great. They're the kind of great ideas that you just can't make because you can't trust everyone to play by your rules. Right. That's why we shouldn't make yeah. them. Otherwise, like if everyone was you and me, Pat, 100% would I have a gun phone? So, but I can't trust everyone to be as great and cool as us. Right. Nobody is good except for us. You're right. That's it. But who's better? Well, there's always someone better. Right. But we can settle this with our gun phones. <laughs> it's easy to settle the argument. <laughs> okay. So in this like end segment, I like to give people, I like to give our listeners like action points. Like proper like advice. And I feel like. I feel like maybe the the last few minutes of this podcast probably won't be very funny because I think there's like actual actionable advice that we can give people who want to avoid convergence. Because mm-hmm. convergence is a real thing, right? Convergence is happening all around us and like it's it makes total sense to the businesses, the tech companies who want to push it. But there are like things as consumers that we can do that will actually like that curb it, at least in our own lives. Mm-hmm. People still, there are still companies that make MP3 players. They exist out there. I own a really good um, Chinese um, uh, lossless music player, 300 gigabytes of music, which is more than enough, and it plays lossless and it plays ARG and AFE and everything that you could possibly imagine. So you, you don't need to have music on your phone. You don't need to do that just because companies are telling you to. Yeah, but... You gotta carry around two things in your pocket. Yeah, man, but it's so great. come on. If you want to avoid convergence, one of the simplest things you can do is just buy separate things. Continue to buy things that do one thing. Sure, and you can vote with your with your money. If the things that you you can create trends based off of, um, this is how trends start. Just based off of what people are buying and what people are gravitating towards. You're gonna be able to control to a certain extent. Um, what companies are going to want to push to you right now people are really into having cameras on their phone and i'm one of those people so people are pushing or companies are pushing towards that technology to be in so what you're saying is you're part of the problem oh oh definitely definitely if you're going to point the blame at anyone please point it in my direction i am 100 percent. i'm raising my hand (laughs) and i'm pointing at the wall which is where i envision you being yes um, I think that the way you can ease this this worry of convergence because it is happening, or if you want to stop it, if you really want to, uh, or just stop it for yourself, mm. I would say that you can use this technology for the way that you want it to be used. So if you do want the smartphone, you don't want to carry around two things. Use the phone for how you feel it should be used, but try to lessen the amount that you actually use these things so you don't always have to listen to um your mp3 player or you don't always have to take photos it everything in moderation right so you're saying if you can't avoid it if you can't avoid convergence at least you try and do some good with it limit the or i would say encourage the technology that's being used or being developed i would say make sure you are promoting or supporting this technology that's being developed um, to actually help people. And Mm. maybe the biggest thing is pay attention to what you're being sold because if it isn't a problem, really, really focus on whether or not the thing that they're telling you 
is a problem is a problem. It's it's about being smart. So if you are being sold a new piece of technology and it has a camera, a recording device, um, it's connected to the internet, just ask yourself, is this really going to improve your life or the life of your family? Are people going to benefit directly from this? Does this replace anything that was so obsolete? Just ask yourself these things because a lot of what they're doing is just selling you on something that you don't really need because they need to make a profit for the next thing to drive this technology forward. But ask yourself if you really need it. That's, I think, is the best way to stop this from happening uh, or at least stop it from getting as big as it is that it is getting yeah the more you the more you remind yourself that you don't need half the stuff that you own um the less you're actually going to buy into it that's great advice hey thanks that's fantastic advice and i think that's that's where we'll end it today dope um pat where can people find you on the internet you can find me on your gun phone um you can go to <laughs> Uh, youtube.com slash life noggin where you will see not me but you'll see um blocko the character that i voice um if you want to see my positivity videos uh, you can go to youtube.com slash signed pg or just follow me on twitter or instagram at pat graziosi Uh, can we just get a spell check on that for our listeners uh it's p-a-t-g-r-a-z-i-o-s-i very italian Mm. and very unnecessarily long thanks it's delicious (laughs) Uh, well thanks for thanks for coming on the show um until next time guys die to the machine (laughs) oh you weren't looking for an end uh no no that's good that's die to the machine die die (laughs) just die die cool until until next time die die Die. yeah instead of bye bye die